welcome to the Spring Podcast. I'm Pastor Laura Blevins, inviting you to enjoy this week's message from the First United Methodist Church of Excelsior Springs. Thank you for coming to the waters for uplifting music, rejuvenation, and inspiration. Thank you for coming to the spring. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the spring. My name is Ethan. I'm one of the worship leaders here. Uh, we're excited to have you all. So as you uh, come on in, and um, uh, in your bulletins, there's on the, the back page, there's a little uh, info uh, connect there if you want to fill that out and then as the offering goes by later you can put that in there and that'll help us uh, stay connected with you and keep you in the loop of everything going on uh, but at this time if you would uh, stand with us as you're able and we are going to begin uh, by singing some songs together
This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. 
This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I. God, I pray that right now that we would be reminded that when it feels like we're surrounded, when it feels like everything's closing in, that in the midst of all that we're surrounded by you. We're surrounded by you. We love you and we thank you. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So today I'm reading to you a very long scripture passage. So I invite you, so you don't get lost, either watch up on the screen, pull it out of the pews, right there there's Bibles, or pull it up on your phone um, to, to listen to the words that I'm saying. It's the story of the prodigal son. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to feed out to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death? I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. 
longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let us have a feast and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard the music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you've never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Good and gracious God, as you have poured out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here, where we ask that you bless the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts to be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. So we are in the midst of this sort of spirit, um, uh, spirit month that every Sunday is something different and we're going to have lots of fun. So thank you for those um, that wore red that are Chiefs fans. Woohoo! Um, are you all Chiefs fans or some of you just don't like the Chiefs? Don't own it. Some of you don't like the Chiefs. It's okay. Joshua is starting to go there. I, I don't know what we're going to do with them. But um, these next few weeks and why we've been doing this is because I think it's a very good idea to have fun in church. Would you all agree? Yes. Last week we talked about this, and that was that sermon that I've been preparing for 11 months. And this actually, this whole series has been that for me that I have been working on for such a long time. And um, sort of to, to um, give you the summary of last week's sermon is that we are to eat and to drink and to be merry, right? And find something meaningful to do with our lives. Yes? That was what we learned last week. And I got to tell you, uh, I think that that's just like groundbreaking kind of stuff, like change my life. When I was growing up, maybe you thought this too, or maybe it was just me because I am special that way. I don't know. Um, I didn't think that Christians could have any fun when I was growing up. I mean, I knew Christians that had fun, but I thought as a Christian, I was supposed to be more stoic and have it all together. Anybody else or just me in my own special way? Okay, just me in my own special way. None of you, just only me, right? Um, I thought I had to be all mature and have it all together because I understood life and God. And Yeah, it's something to laugh at, right? Somehow, in my mind, I thought that 
being stoic made me more holy. And I got to tell you a secret. If you want to just like lean in a little bit, I'll tell you. Um, Christians can have fun. Did you know that? You don't have to be stoic. You don't have to be miserable in order to be holy. Um, in fact, I am sure, I am positive 150% that Jesus has a really amazing sense of humor and God, the Holy Spirit, all of them, right? You know why? Because that's part of joy. It's the joy that God gives us in our lives. It's the joy that helps us to cope with bad stuff that happens in our life. That joy, that laughter. So this um, past week, I gave you a challenge that you were uh, to, to find something fun to do with your family or your friends and to laugh so hard that your stomach muscles hurt. Did anybody do that this past week that you laughed that hard? Well, we got to work on it, guys. We need to work on it. So I want to tell you this story about the prodigal son. And we just recently did this within the last six months. Um, but it's not the prodigal son that I want to talk about. It's the other older brother. But let me just sort of um, recap this, what I just read. So um, Jesus is telling a parable. So it's not a real thing. Prodigal son is not a real guy that lived. It's a story that Jesus is telling, right? And he talks about um, the son that goes up to his father. And he's like, you know, dad, I want my inheritance. And that was like saying, I wish you were dead, because you only got an inheritance when the father died. And in Jesus' story, um, the father gives the son his inheritance, and he goes off in wild living. Okay? You can fill that in yourself, what you think wild living is. And he decides um, there's a famine. He loses all of his money. Um, he's feeding these pigs because he had hired himself out. Um, as a worker, and he decides, you know what, these pigs are eating better than me, I'm at least going to go back home to my dad and say I'll be like one of his hired servants because they get better food than this. And uh, so he goes back to his dad, his dad sees him from a long way off, right, and goes running to him, and they put a robe around him and a ring on his finger, and they start to celebrate. They start a party. And the older brother who's out in the fields, this is who I want to focus on. He hears the music and the dancing. I don't know how you hear dancing, but he hears, maybe maybe the way they did it, um, they would hear it. But the music and the dancing, he, he hears what's going on. So he comes in and he's like, what's happening? And they tell him, your brother is back. And can you imagine all the feelings? Maybe you have a family situation like that yourself with someone in your life. And so the older son goes off and he sulks. I'm not going to the party. This makes me so angry. I work every day from sunup to sundown for dad, and he's never even given me a young goat to have a party with my friends. So I'm going to go over here and I'm going to sulk and I'm not joining the party. Right? And the father sees that this older son is Pouting, I mean, really, that's what it is, sulking, and he tells him, you don't understand, all I have is yours, we had to celebrate, 
your brother was lost, and now he's found. I want to tell you that in this story of the prodigal son, we've named it that, um, it's actually, if you look in a lot of your Bibles, it'll say the story of the two sons, because both sons are wrong. The older one, even though he's stayed, and even though he's worked, and even though he's done everything he's supposed to do, he is also wrong here. He thought, and so did the younger son, that their actions, what they did, was dependent their actions was dependent on um, whether or not their father loved them. Does that make sense? Let me, let me see if I can say that in a different way. For the older son, this is what I put in my notes, for the older son thought all of his rule following would get him the love and the acceptance of the father. And both sons did the wrong thing because it's not dependent on what you do to get love. From God. That's the difference here, right? That's where they both were wrong. See, the younger son learns that and is given this great amount of grace. And he learns that even though he squandered all this money, he squandered, you know, this life and, and, and you know, he went away and did wild living and came back just to be a servant that the father was going to accept him and welcome him back as his son. He received that grace that even though his actions were bad, that the father gave him grace and welcomed him back in. And the son, the son thought, if I follow all the rules, if I do all the things the way that I'm supposed to, then I will get the love of my father. Now here's what I got to tell you. You getting love from God is not dependent upon your actions, upon what you do. God loving you is not because you followed rules. God loving you is because he made you. And there's nothing you can do to keep him from loving you. Nothing. You can squander away money, wild living. You can follow all the rules. Your God is still going to love you no matter what. And the younger son, he gets this enormous amount of grace. But the older son here, he doesn't even think to have joy and to celebrate. He doesn't even think to throw a party. I mean, he's in uh, this life and he has uh, the father's love and has all of these things, but he feels like he has to follow all of the rules. And so he doesn't even think he should have fun. That is what the older son's problem is. He was running around being way too serious about everything. You are already worthy of God's love, not because of who you are, but because of who Jesus is. Let me say that to you again. You are already worthy of God's love, not because of who you are, but because of who Jesus is. That's how much you're loved. That it doesn't matter what you're doing. Jesus offers this opportunity. He offers it to the younger son to come clean, to, to um, 
to get rid of all this wild living, to stop hustling people, and to be a follower of God, and to start over. Equally as important here, the older son is not winning any favor with God because of his actions. He already has favor. They both had it. He had access to all the joy and the celebration and wasn't um, going after it because he thought he had to be following all the rules and so stoic and boring. Can I tell you, Christians are supposed to have fun. Did you know this? Are you shocked by this? Yes? I know I was. So what if, knowing this information, following God doesn't mean you're not supposed to have fun. Put that in your mind. What if we actually had fun with our faith? Oh my goodness. What would the world be coming to if we actually had fun while being a Christian? When was the last time you did such a thing? Hopefully, these, these next few weeks, you're going to have fun here by dressing a little silly, by doing some fun things, by recognizing that the silliness is what we like, right? The fun. In our house, we call them shenanigans. Actually, this week, it was so funny because my kids really took this on. And they were like, we are going to be more silly this week. I mean, they, whew, they took it on. And um, Rachel was doing something before we had to get in the car. And Joshua yells out, Rachel, I am tired of your shenanigans. <laughs> so funny. What if we just celebrated? Uh, there's a poem that I want to share with you. It's, um, the title of it is called Love Poems from God. And it says, God and I have become like two fat people on a tiny boat who keep bumping into each other and laughing. Laughing with God. Isn't that wonderful? I like that image. You know, Jesus came for us, and we're getting ready to get into this season to bring us joy, to bring us celebration. The people of God had suffered for so long. They had waited and waited for the Messiah. And then Jesus is born in a stable in Bethlehem. And these shepherds on the side of a mountain, right? And the angel appears, Luke chapter 2, verse 10 to 11. And they were probably drinking, which is what you should know. The shepherds probably were. They had their wine skins. And this angel shows up and says, I bring you great news. Or, I'm sorry, good news of great joy. Let me say that again. I bring you good news of great joy. Good news. Great joy. That's Jesus. If you believe that Jesus is the bread of life who fulfills us and sustains us, then let's do something about it. Go take a bunch of donuts to the fire station in the name of Jesus. They love donuts. Or bake some home-baked bread. Oh, my goodness. And give it to your neighbors. 
in the name of Jesus. Draw a picture of a happy God. Now, if you are like Laura Blevins, that looks like a smiley face. If you are Brian Rice, it's a lot better. <laughs> but draw a picture of a happy God and put it on your fridge. Take a bunch of uh, post-it notes. See, I'm giving you all my ideas. Take a bunch of post-it notes and write encouraging things on it and put them everywhere. Every time you go out, maybe in the bathroom stalls or on your co-workers' desks, we can have fun as Christians. I love that image of drawing a picture of a happy God. to suffer and to be so stoic and miserable. That's not why he created us. You are already worthy of God's love. So stop and enjoy it. Will you pray with me? Good and gracious God, we thank you so much for the love that you have for us in our lives. Lord, sometimes we're just too serious. Sometimes we're too miserable. Remind us, God. Remind us that you love us. Remind us to have fun and remind us to share that joy of life with everyone. In your awesome name we pray. Amen. Stay with us.
enjoying this week's message, please consider giving to our ministry and helping us continue the work of Jesus Christ by making a contribution. Go to esmethodist.com on your computer or smartphone and click on the Giving and Service tab.
all for coming today. Go forth and have a wonderful Sunday. Patrick Mahomes is back. Very excited about that. Go and just enjoy this day. See y'all next week. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast of The Spring. Tune in every Sunday evening for the next rejuvenating podcast of music and messages from the First United Methodist Church of Excelsior Springs. God bless you and have a great week.